let's get into it, because uh, I ain't got all night. I gotta go to sleep, and I'm a sleepy baby. Dear God, it is not even six o'clock. <laughs> yeah, well, that means I am T-minus two hours away from bedtime. Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin. I'm Pat. And this week's episode is sponsored by DC Comics. The no, it's permit- not. I know, but it really should be with the amount of money I've been spending there lately. Like, they just gotta throw me a bone and just, just any money they pay me to do this comic, I'm just giving back to them. Like, twice okay. over. I'll be, I'll be even more impressed that they did anything and then I would give them twice the amount of money I gave them before. I mean, if anyone's gonna get, like, a return on their investment, it should be me since I have God knows how many thousands of fucking books. That was before the podcast. That was before the podcast, Patrick. There's a system here. I don't think there is, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I like to think of it as a system. And I'm getting that echo again. So for this episode, if at random points you hear an echo, just fucking deal with it, all right? Because I tried, did everything I could, you just deal with it. Uh, and if, if I have a lower energy and my voice sounds weird, because I'm sick. Yeah, a lot going on. So yeah, real quick, before we start the episode off prim and proper, weekly catch-up. This week, anything fun happen in your life, Patrick, that you want to talk about real fast? I became sick. Does that, does that count? That's pretty neat. Uh, I bought, I added two more books to my pull box, the, um, at the comic store. What's Superman's comic called? Action Comics? It's, there's a na- there's, word up this thing. Well, yeah, Superman and he has Action Comics. But is it called Action Comics or is it called Superman Action Comics? There's one book called Superman and one book called Action Comics. Okay, okay, so that's literally the time. Okay, so I added Action Comics to it because if you didn't see, which you probably didn't, Patrick shared to me on Facebook or tagged me in the dopest thousandth issue story whatever anniversary edition of Super- of Action Comics, and I was like, I have to have that, but the Toy Vault wouldn't let me put that on the pull box because it's so far out and they didn't want it to be, you know, forgotten or whatever. So I just, just was like, fuck it. I just added Action Comics, and then they had all four issues of um, the Oz effect or something like uh, Oz something. Yeah, the Oz effect. Oh, it is called the Oz effect. Okay, so I added, so I picked that up so that I can at least have a slight amount of know-how going into this, and I'm going to read on Wikipedia and whatnot, and buy trades and fun, fun, fun. So I added Action Comics, and I added, I told you what was the other thing I added? Oh, the White Knight, the Batman uh, series that's going on right now because I bought the first issue and I dig it. I think it's really cool, and I hope at the end you get to see Joker back to being Joker and they fight like always. I would. I'd was. Just, I mean, it's it clearly, like, based on, like, the Batman 89 kind of time, so I don't know what, exactly what they're going to do, but as soon as I kept calling him Napier, I was just like, okay, so this is Batman 89, this is what Sean Gordon Murphy was talking about at New York Comic Con. Yeah, so, it, it, it just, it, I don't know, it was fun, it's Batman, I'm really into Batman right now, get off my dick! Uh, I've been using- Nobody it. is on your dick, literally nobody. it's a real bummer, and Franny doesn't even come home tonight till like, 11, so I'm just going to have to beat it before bed. Uh, so that'll be fun. But, uh, and bed is in two hours, six (laughs) o'clock now, not even six o'clock now. (laughs) So yeah, my whole night's scheduled. I got an hour here, 25 to 30 minutes finding a good video, two to five minutes cranking it. I was going to say 15 seconds probably more. No, that would be aggressive. Read some comics because the lately every comic I've been buying, which is way too many, I've just been taking into my room and sitting by my bed so that I read it before bed. So it's it's getting a little crazy over there, so I have to read some stuff. Which, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is just so good. Oh, you've I said agree. it before, it's just so good. Um, yes. I've been using an iPhone for the last week. Won't be doing that anymore. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, so here's my, here's my thing. 
I get it. It it works. Uh, there's a few quirks that are apparently part of the new update that I'm experiencing that not everyone is that are really pissing me off. Um, like, for example, sometimes my messaging app will just be sideways, and I can't do anything about it until I close the app and relaunch it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and the other thing is, same. it's in the messaging app as well. It was part of the iOS 11 update. Uh, it'll just get stuck in the middle of the thread, and I'll try to scroll to the bottom to see what the hell you guys are saying, and it won't let me. It'll just keep doing the stupid bounce effect, like, nope, you're gonna go to the middle of the thread. <laughs> so I, again, just close it, open it back up. So those are minor nu- nuisances, but here's my big thing with it. There is absolutely no- nothing on the iPhone I can't do on another phone. What it does, it does well, but it, it doesn't offer anything more, whereas the other phones in my opinion, do everything just as well, but have a few extra little, like, quirks that I prefer. They're not necessarily needed at all. I mean, technically nothing on a cell phone's needed. It's just meant to talk on. But, like, for example, the two big ones. One, notifications are fucking horseshit on an iPhone. They're so dumb. When I get messages from you guys on the phone, and it keeps adding a different notification for every message that comes in, that's the dumbest system ever. (laughs) On my Android phone... They're all in one. Kevin and Patrick group message. Cool. And I can expand it and see everything you guys said. But when my entire home screen is I have to keep scrolling through the notifications, that's a bad system. B. Just, if you just open the fucking thing and open the messenger. I mean, well, that's what I, yeah, that's what I end up doing. But it's, it's, it's. That took so much effort. I know. No, no, it's, 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 it's un- rough. It's unnecessary. It's unclean and it's cluttered for this no reason it just is and you're like what the fuck two to clear notifications like all the emails and shit a it's stupid you have to pull open each one and hit clear on that little stupid button or there's always that little number sign on the icon and that pisses me off i don't want to read that email right now i don't want to see this little two here again nitpicking but it's legit uh and three and this one is strictly for me uh on the i on the android phone regardless of who i'm messaging I can check when a message was sent and received, no matter what. So if, like, I miss your text and I don't get to it for a while, it won't tell me when that message was sent. And I was like, oh, fuck, I missed him 30 minutes ago. It'll tell me when the entire conversation started, like, a day ago, which does no good for me. Whereas on my Android phone, I can be like, oh, shit, Patrick said this 30 minutes ago. He's already out doing something, whatever. I won't worry about it. So it's it's little stuff like that. There's nothing major. The phone works great, but it doesn't offer me anything that another phone doesn't. That's my thought okay. process. That's fine. You can just give it to me for Christmas. It'll be fine. No, oh, no, I, no, no. I'm okay with. I'm okay with the flaws. I can live you're with not, the flaws. You're not getting that phone because I'm going to try to talk you away from iPhones until you die, which is hopefully in about 15 to 20 years, so that I still have time to read all your books. That's fucked up, but I mean, no matter my history, it's probably accurate. It's a system. What we, I'm just saying, you plan for the future, don't you? I mean, honestly, Trump can wipe us all out with nuclear war very soon. Any day, as long as I make it out of that and your comic books are miraculously saved. Cool. Let's walk through it. Um, All right, iPhone, uh, working overtime, got a massive paycheck compared to what I've ever made, so I spent that on a little bit of goodies for Kevin. Uh, That's it. That's my week in a nutshell. Working, reading. Boom. So, oh, it's it's been riveting. Uh... (laughs) I've been and I've had fun, um, and I work for the government, so I don't get to do anything at work. So I literally just sit at work thinking about what I'm gonna read when I get home. So it's it's not helping my habit, is what I'm saying. If anything, it's making it dramatically worse. Um, so let's get pre- you know let's get right into this. Let's get, let's get into the nitty gritty. What we are doing today is something that we should have done a long time ago. 
that I kept yes. putting off. Actually, no, I didn't keep putting it off. I put it off a few times and then I forgot about it. So it's different, but I made this list March fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I that put was it seven fucking months ago. I put it off until about April. Forgot about it until a two days ago when Patrick said this would work for it. I mean, I did make it, and I went, damn, you're right. So, we are going to talk about our favorite, and I did 10, I think you did 10 as well, we said top 10, right? My Our favorite horror movies. Um, and I had to adjust my list, because when I made this list, I hadn't seen one movie that I added to this list. And I'm sure if I went and watched a couple of the ones we've been talking about, you know, a la The Shining, that would probably be in here, but I haven't seen it yet, so... We might have to come revisit this. We might have to come back, and not in a list way next time. Maybe we'll just come back and talk about the cool shit I finally got around to seeing, like we usually do. Uh, how do you, I'm, I'm going to ask you, because um, when we've done these lists before, why not? how do you want to handle duplicates? I'm, I'm sure we won't have a ton because you've seen so many more than me, and mine are mostly like, or all blockbuster type horror movies, like big name ones. So I'm sure we won't have exact lists, but how do you want to handle when we do overlap? Like just, I like that you didn't actually ask us before we started this. So basically, uh, oh, people are going to learn our air. method. No, people are going to learn our method. This is a, this is a system we've got. Um, I don't honestly care. Like, I mean, if you get one that I did, just shout out that you also have the list. If I get one that you and did, then I'll just, and I'll just cross it off. We'll talk about it then and come and move the numbering system along. Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, would you like to go first or second, Patrick? I don't care. <laughs> Uh, rock, paper, scissors for it. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Shoot. Okay. You, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you went, okay, so you beat me. Uh, so that means... Which is amazing because I put mine out like a billion <laughs> years before you put your hand down. So there's really no way that I should have beaten you. I but, didn't, you know. so the recording program I use is covering the big video, like the whole Skype, and all I'm using is that little itty bitty extra pop-up that comes up when you put Skype in the background. So your hand went below the screen that that little pop-up holds, so I honestly couldn't see what you had. Um, all right, so you go first. You win, fair and square. I mean, I don't, I don't know that really. Okay, whatever. Uh, num- like, I, I don't do the numbering thing because yeah, but for the sake of counting down with the, each other, what, whatever. Uh, Reanimator would be like what I would think to start off with. It is yeah, like 10. a lot of people. Talk, whatever. Ten. 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 ten, ten. Uh, um, yeah. No. It's like what all. It's it's one of the first, maybe the first, like horror comedy I think I think of that I really liked. I used to when I was younger. Like I hate horror comedies. Like I was always just like, nah, man. Like straight fucking horror. That's the way to go. <laughs> Don't give me no and chuckles. Just like, and then like, um, I, I think it might have been Reanimator. I can't remember if that was the first one. That's the first one I remember like clicking, where it's like it's like oh this is fucking amazing. Like it's it's like it's funny but it's also really fucked up and it's like it's got its moments of actually being scary like it's gory as fuck like that's all i know about it i haven't seen it i just know that it's got a lot of like intense visuals yeah and um jeffrey Combs' performance alone makes it worth anything like it's like most people talk about like the most famous scene in the movie with the head giving head but like um to me like the main reason to watch that movie wouldn't be to watch just this one big shock moment that's like right at the end in two seconds long. Yeah. Like, for me, Jeffrey Combs' performance is the thing that I was trying to tell you in the movie. Because really, nobody really understands how fucking underrated how Jeff Combs is as a performer in general. What else has he done? Nothing you would really... I don't oh, think okay, that you would okay. Seen. So he's, he's low-key. Yeah, he's like, basically, he's kind of like the... 
I don't even want to say poor man's Bruce Campbell because it's even less than that. I would say like the destitute man's Bruce Campbell. Well, so that's what I was going to ask. Is this horror comedy in the vein of like Evil Dead 2? Um, I would say it's a little bit more straight horror than Evil Dead 2. Like a little okay. bit less. Because Evil Dead 2 basically is, I would argue, mostly a comedy. Like, yeah, there's times that it kind of veers into kind of more horror direction. But it was actually, I, I've actually read recently that apparently a big part of the reason that, that Sam Raimi created, uh, basically splat stick and like use that evil dead 2 was because of the reaction he got to evil dead 1 and people like talk about how intense it was and blah blah and like how freaked out they were by it so he was just like basically from that point forward he just kind of like leaned into the comedy more and basically he created splat oh he stick. didn't like that he wasn't he was like oh i don't want to scare you i want to entertain you da, 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 what I'm pretty sure he got sued. Um, oh, okay, never mind. That's different. <laughs> Litigation is a little different than just a reaction. All right. But yeah, like, so Reanimator, like, it leans a little more in the horror direction than pure comedy. It just, there's stuff in that, like, just, again, like the head giving head and stuff like that, where just, like, it's really, really, like, fun, like, flat stick stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, what's more know? fun than that, you know? Just it's a delightful. Little, it's a little bit of head just on a penis. That's cool. No, no, not on a penis. It's, it's uh, a severed male head giving uh cunnilingus to oh, okay a- got it you know it's just such a fucking male dominated term to say getting head so that's on me that's on me for having preconceived notions i i admit i'm a bigot you know i voted you for trump it's what i do um i didn't vote for trump um <laughs> not that that's not cool whatever fucking this isn't politics <laughs> 101 okay uh, my number 10 is a movie that I am super stoked to finish because I just restarted it and I only got like 20 minutes in. But it is what I would consider my favorite portrayal of werewolves in horror movies, and that's American Werewolf in London. Uh, I think it's on my list, so I might have to skip do a- that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, so you got to skip that one. Yeah, uh, Max or Max Landis's father, not Max Landis, John Landis. Uh, was it? It wasn't his first movie, was it? No, not even no, close. no, no. Yeah, he's done. That. He's been in movies forever. The reason the movie got made was because he was the guy who did like Animal House and shit, which made like a oh, Julian dollars. Okay, <laughs> yeah, makes more sense now. Um, I watched it. Everything on this list minus two of them, I watched with my mom. Uh, nobody in my house. All of them are a bunch of bitches. My father can't sleep at night if you even say the word Dracula, because apparently that movie scarred him when he was a kid. Uh, it was like Jaws for me, so I guess I can't judge. But at least I'm willing to go back to the water. Uh, so that movie I watched with my mom, and she thought it was awesome. So as you know about me, when someone goes, oh, that's cool, I go, you think? Yeah, oh, what? oh, it's so cool. It's like it's like I'm sucking up to a boss, but for no reason. I have no reason <laughs> to, to show interest in what you have. But I do, because I don't know. I don't like to like things by myself. It's boring. It's just fucking dumb. I'm just like, you're interested? Oh, me too. You're not interested? Well, I still kind of like it, but fine. You know, like, <laughs> when I'm when I'm by myself, then I'll check it out. But, you know, when I'm with everyone else, I'm more of like an, I'm an appeaser. You know, give him Poland. Why not? Just let him have it. It's not a big deal. So You need to see a therapist. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, anyways, American Werewolf, my mom loved it. I thought it was fucking badass. And it has like I said, my favorite representation, but also the dopest transformation scene almost yeah. the dopest transfer but i think it's the best with the face and the bones cracking and the snout and the oh man it's so hardcore and it's not i didn't feel like it ever tried to be um 
like an over the top horror movie with the like ominous feel you knew a werewolf was ripping a face off it wasn't like oh where oh my god something's gonna oh and then he comes through here and who knows they're making a dumb decision it was just like no you're gonna die and that's cool get ready for it so i fucking love it and i know what do you know what number it was or not what number but where it was just in your thought process of adding it to the list Yes, it was in like the it was like in the I think the top three. So you're a son of a bitch. Oh um, shit! Yeah, bring it <laughs> no, down. No, sorry, it's top five. It's number five. Okay, okay, that's still good though. That's still good though. Um, so well, yeah, yeah. No, the whole thing was that like um, sort of the whole thing was basically that was the whole roadblock. Like, I guess it was one of the first scripts that John Landis wrote, and basically it was actually he said that basically it got him a lot of jobs because people were like, oh, it's really funny, whatever, and so it got him like directing comedy jobs, but like nobody would make it because they were like. Either it's too scary to be funny or it's too funny to be scary. Okay. And he was like, no, it's it's like, if you'll just let me fucking do it and show you, like, I can show you that I get the balance. The vision I'm going did. for here. And yeah, it's, it's, it's widely considered one of the most well-made movies of all time. Not necessarily the best horror, not necessarily the best this or that, just one of the most well-made movies. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, do you want me to go again? Because if you went again, it would be you'd be one down on me. Because I oh no oh no oh, oh no motherfucker I'm gonna add something else in there just okay to, like, so slide it in yeah I've got some honorable honorable mentions that works that works for me yeah I'm taking one of the honorable mentions and putting it in there this actually wasn't gonna be but since you just took away American Wolf I'm gonna go to the other side uh, with in my mind the second best uh, werewolf movie ever uh, the Howling by Joe Dante um, that's relatively new not no, new not. but that's like in the last fifteen years. <laughs> It came out literally within a year of American Werewolf. Okay, I don't. I'm not thinking of the right movie then. That's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was not the first Joe Dante movie I ever saw because the first one is Gremlins. It's definitely the one I've seen the most. Ah, that's Gremlins. Gremlins. But like of Joe Dante's like career and his works, it's probably the thing I've definitely seen second most of his, and it's something I love almost as much as Gremlins. Like. Okay, yes, the transformation isn't as good, <coughs> but I do like the werewolf designs a little bit better. I like their bipeds. Yeah, while you're talking, um, I'm going to Google it so that way I'm, uh, I'm on the same page. I can. I mean, you, you shouldn't have said that, but okay, that's fine. Uh, you could have just had observations, been like, oh, look at these ideas that I had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. <laughs> and there's a bit, I think actually the thing that sold me on it was because there's like a bit that Kevin Smith ripped right out of it for Dogma, like literally line for line. Um,. The scene when uh, Silent Bob hits uh, Azrael with the golf club uh-huh. is the dialogue is word for word taken out of the Howling. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, because it's yeah, it's uh, it, you know, yeah, no, it's like it's if you like Gremlins, it's basically like a more harder core version of the kind of like that walking in that line, just like I was just saying with Reanimator. So I think that uh, Howling means a little bit even further more into horror. Like it, it's. It's funny enough when it wants to be, because that's what Joe Dante always did really well. Uh, but it's also, like, brutal when it wants to be, which is fucking cool. Well, with werewolves, um, you've got to be at some point. Well, yeah. And plus, um, well, I do think uh, Rick Baker um, and what he did with American Werewolf is probably better. Like, Rob Bottin, to this day, has an effect that I don't know how the fuck he did. Um, there's one point when they uh, cut off werewolf's hand huh. and you it, all in one shot they don't it's probably can tell they don't cut away and i can usually tell um but in one shot you watch it turn like basically what's flopping around from a werewolf hand into a human hand 
And I, to this day, I have no idea how the fuck they did that effect. So, like, it looks so real to me. And it was in like, the 80s, so it couldn't have been, like, CGI hard or anything oh, no. like that. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I've seen this yeah. cover, if that means anything. I definitely recognize the cover art for the DVD or VHS or whatever the fuck. Um, it, it means nothing, but all right. I'm just saying. I've seen that, and that's cool. So I, I'm, I'm not completely out of it. Uh, all right, my next one, which would be my number nine, is... Where the fuck is... Okay, no judgments. All right, this is a judgment-free zone. All right, Planet Fitness in this bitch. All oh, right? fuck you. <laughs> Planet Fitness! All right, it's uh, Amityville Horror, the remake. Now, hear me um... out. Hear me out. <laughs> all right? I know what you, I, I'm feeling you already. And you, it's a good thing you didn't start yelling. So we're at least... I'm not yelling. Yeah, it's at least... Okay, you know why I'm not yelling? Because huh. that movie is not good enough to give me a passionate response. It, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It, uh, so I saw it... it I'm it sorry. Was, it is not good enough nor bad enough to give me a passionate response. It exists. Go ahead. Oh, okay. That's not as bad as it could be. Existing is it, fine. That's yeah. not what I meant. It was not a compliment. But Too, okay. late. <laughs> Too late. Too uh, late. It was... I saw it in theaters with the girl I liked at the time, so she was all spooked out, and I was like, oh, yeah, get over here, girl. Get on over here. Um, but I was like... How the hell grade, old were you? So I was like, yeah, I was 14 or 15 or something. We snuck in. Um... I saw the theater, but it was like when I still lived in Ceramic Lake, so yeah. it had to be like like a long time ago. A Ryan Reynolds is a hunk. That's enough to get me anywhere, any time of the day. All right, if you're just like, hey, I saw a picture of Ryan Reynolds down the street, I'd be like, on what corner? What wall is it posted to? And I'd go check it out. He's a fucking hunk. Anyways, that's not what this is about. B, the fucking. It gave me one of the most cringy moments of any movie ever. Like I'm usually, I'm either fucking scared to the point where I'm unsettled, or I'm just like, this is kind of corny. But this gave me that nice middle of the road where I didn't know how to feel. My body got all squirmy when the fucking little ghost girl puts her hand into the bullet hole on her forehead. I lost my shit in like a weird way, not a scared way, just like I don't know how to feel right now. And I started like wiggling. And I was like. <sighs> Like, I can imagine people fainting back in the day when they would see scary movies just by that, like, visual. That visual just fucked with me. And if you can get that kind of reaction from me, you're good. So the movie as a whole, it was alright. It had a lot of weird stuff, and maybe if I watched it again now, I would have more appreciation since I've seen more as to what makes it not good or what I did like. But that fucking scene got me so good, I'll never forget it, and that puts the movie on my list. Fair enough. I mean, literally the only positive thing I have to say about it is Ryan Reynolds' performance is really good. And that was, like, right when Ryan Reynolds became a guy you could depend on for good performances. Because that's the thing that's funny is, like, my brother hates Ryan Reynolds <laughs> because we both saw Blade Trinity when it first came out. And he uh, hated it so much. Okay. He hated him so much that he was just like, I'm never seeing a movie that motherfucker ever again. And then <laughs> I, I think he kept that up until Deadpool. I think Deadpool was the first thing he saw that he was just like, oh, he was okay in that. Like, <laughs> oh, well, your brother's uh, <laughs> a damn fool then because he was perfect in that. Um, but no, well, yes, but that's high praise considering how much he hated him. True, 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 um, true, true. But yeah, like, his performance makes it almost work, but like, so much of it is just so, like, it's, 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 it's very indicative of the time and what Platinum Dunes was doing at the time. Because basically, Platinum Dunes was a company where, like, the public face was Michael Bay, but the actual nuts and bolts guys who were putting everything together were Foreman Fuller. And basically, what they were doing was, any fucking movie that was that like the rights were coming up for a remake, mm -hmm. they would just buy those rights and make that movie. 
It didn't matter really what the fuck the <laughs> movie was. Like, sure, why not? Let's just make they were money. All, that's, that's why they were all kind of the same. Yeah. Because literally, they, they, like, they clearly had like a formula they liked, and they just wanted to stick with it at yeah. all costs. And I mean, I guess good for them because it lasted a while. Like, I think honestly, it lasted like 10 years but like before it started to peter out recently but like yeah like it's it's okay like there's nothing i dislike about it it's fine it's just the only thing that i actually would say is worthwhile about it is right around performance yeah. like, it's like uh oh it's on tv sure i guess i'll give it a shot not uh hey i'm in the mood to watch amityville horror like that that's if i was in the mood to watch amityville horror i would watch the original amityville of course horror. and and asterix i saw this one before i saw the original because i went back and rewatched the first three with that girl because she loved the remake uh, and we liked them, and they were great. But, uh, yeah, okay. What's your next one? Uh, Hostel is my next one. Ah, I don't know how to feel about Hostel. <laughs> I love Hostel. It was also one of the first movies ever that actually, like, gave me... Cause I, okay, basically, uh, I don't. I know you listen to, used to listen to Gets of Punctures. I don't know if you listen to this. My friend Timmy Fisher and I, it was me my friend Tim Fisher. better listen to this. <laughs> me, Tim Fisher, my brother... Uh, and then the Zombrecker brothers, uh, Matt and Ben, we used to constantly go to movies and for us to go to movies, it usually required me driving an hour because we lived in a shitty ass town. Of course. Um, so like, um, we all rolled out to Hostel and I was super, super stoked because I loved Cabin Fever and like Hostel is like the, I think the only movie ever that made me tap out twice where I had to look, look away from the screen. Um, cause like when they, I, for the, it took me, I think six or seven times before I could watch the, uh, tendon cutting, mm-hmm. uh, which <laughs> whenever people talk about like the pet cemetery one, I'm like, nah, motherfucker, the, the, the pet cemetery one, I know I, I can see the seams and that effect. Like the fucking oh, one see, in yeah, hostile, I can't. That's, that's where we differ. I don't give a fuck about how good the special effects. It's just the, the, no, no, it, no. it's what up I'm saying. here that if gets I can, me If worse. I can see, if I can see how you did something, it'll take me out of it. It's just like, oh. Sorry. It's like it's like, it, it 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 violates that like it, it activates that just a movie complex. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Whereas like if I see something that like I have no idea, like it looks like they really cut somebody's fucking Achilles tendon. I like, but I think I literally like, I was sitting next to Timmy and I was like, I'm I, I literally I saw what was about to happen. I'm like I'm out. And like, I put my head down and he was just like I was like just tell me when it's done. And um I looked down and like he like he's like it's good. I looked up and I'm just like, so what did they show you? And he like started showing me with his hands. I'm like, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> See, um, I don't have that. It's just a movie thing ever. Like even the worst movies, I just don't. We, you know, because we've talked about it. I'm on that end. You're in the middle. Kevin's on the other end. Uh, Cardinal. He he always is like that. So for me, the Pest Emissary one is worse because of the context. Whereas like if you strap a dude down, you're torturing him. I get it. Now it's just for gore. Whereas old guy feet off the. Oh, no, uh, that's the thing. Just the keep going. Works, Something else. The else. Something me else was because. The thing that Eli, Eli Roth did really good with really well with Hostel was that he made me care about that character. Like the there's basically three main characters, one of which is likable, but like he's not somebody you're like you you ever like desperately care about. You know, you're sad when he dies or whatever. Then there's another character who you love and you're really upset to see him go, which is that one. And then he leaves you with the most unlikable character of the three as your protagonist for the rest of the movie, which I still think is amazing. That's a really wonderful, artistic choice. Um, but yeah, like, and then after Timmy and I were leaving the theater, well, it was all of us, but like after like, but Timmy and I both said to each other, we were just like, I don't know if I could fucking ever go to that dude. I was just like, I was like, I feel like I got my ass kicked. And then like, um, literally the next morning, we both texted each other. It was like, right when we woke up at like 10 in the morning, it was like, you want, you want to go see Hostel again? <laughs> and I was just like, yes, I'm going to text you, yes. Um, uh, nope. Ugh, fucked up. That, that movie's good. I teeter on what 
kind of gore I'm interested in, and that one was just right in front of your face, you're gonna see it type of gore, and it, it was good, it was a great movie, but fucking hardcore. Um, Alright, my next one, number eight, is where the fuck, I had to renumber because I had to kick one off. Number eight is something you can never take from me. Ever. It's the leprechaun. And, <laughs> no, you can't take this from me, Patrick. Alright, so, again, watched it with my mom. She thought it was hilarious, as most people probably should. Me being like seven, not so fucking funny, mom. This little thing's ugly and it's cutting people's faces off. Uh, the 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 scene with the hand when she when she closes the door on it, cuts it off, and it like is walking around and shit. Thought that was fucking weird. When he's under the, I have a thing with my feet. Like right now, for example, it's getting dark in here. I'm sure you can see in the video. Uh, I have my feet cross legged Indian style up on the chair because feet. With open spaces behind them, terrify me. Pet Cemetery being one of them. This one, when his little hand is caressing Jennifer Aniston's leg, and she's just like, "Oh, stop it!" And then he scratches her, and just knowing he was there, and he could have just grab. Uh, uh. But okay, I get the shoe thing is silly. It totally is. <laughs> you throw a shoe at a guy, and he has to polish it. First off, he polishes them real fast, so it doesn't buy you that much time. It buys B- you more than Freddy or Jason or Michael Myers ever give you. B- <laughs> He can teleport, which is pretty hardcore. C, when he's riding on that big wheel coming after you, I still look in the rearview mirror hoping that that's not coming down the road at me. Terrifies me. And D, I can't find four-leaf clovers. I've tried. Franny finds them in two seconds, so as long as she's around, we'll get the guy. But if I'm by myself, I'm fucked. Try as you will, try as you might. He who takes his gold will live through the night. Oh like, I, I don't know, I actually saw it probably when I was the same age, and it didn't even bother me that good, just like, like, Chucky scared the shit out of me, because, like, See, Chucky's vice versa. legit. Chuck didn't do nothing to me, I guess we're just wired differently, Patrick. Well, also, because, I mean, I had toys, so, like, if one of them went crazy, my parents would think I was just fucking nuts, and, like... Yeah, yeah fair, would... I didn't have any toys, so that's, li- like, those kind of toys, so that's fair. Like, I had, um, like, like the, the wrestling buddies and shit, like, with, like, shit, the, Randy Macho the, and Savage. The Puppet Master scared me more than Chucky did. Uh, oh, yeah, no, uh, Puppet Master scared the shit of me. Like, Puppet that Master was terrifying. That one's pretty, especially the big shoulders with the small head guy. Pinhead. First, I think, pinhead? no, he's, he might not be Pinhead, because Pinhead's, uh, since that's also, I'm gonna look up his wow. name. <laughs> yeah, well, that guy also got me a little fucking feeling weird. But, no, it was mostly, and the one scene, um that the goriest i would say scene of the whole movie or maybe not the goriest but close to when he takes his belt buckle off and starts shredding that fat guy's stomach oh my god and they just put it right on front street man they lay it down hard on you i couldn't do it i get scared don't rip my tummy open please just leave it intact (laughs) uh but yeah leprechaun it's a silly one but uh it i've never and the sequels are awful but the original... Um, I actually like. really like... Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, he's fucking... He is Pinhead. Okay. Uh, I, I was right. Uh, apparently, they just didn't give a fuck about rights back then. <laughs> they are like, yeah, it doesn't um, matter. Well, to be fair, Pinhead wasn't Pinhead for a while, so... I know. Well, no, for one movie, he was lead Cenobite. So, I mean, yeah, but like, that was a few years. Whatever. Because um, that was the whole thing with Freddy vs. Jason. Was it like, apparently, originally, he was the ending of Freddy vs. Jason. Was um, basically Jason and Freddy get sucked down into hell... And then, like, they start to go at each other again, and, like, the chains come out from the walls, and Pinhead walks between them and just like, gentlemen, what seems to be the problem? Yeah, that and then, like, excellent. credits, but I guess the whole thing was basically, like, 
uh, whoever was like involved was like, yeah, then we have to fucking pay for the rights to Pinhead. And like, we literally already are buying rights to other characters. You like, would have made a million dollars more, though. Well, maybe that's not a good example. It would have cost a few million dollars, but yeah. you would have made many more millions. But yeah, like, no, I mean, I like Leprechaun. Leprechaun's fine. But like, Leprechaun is kind of like uh, Chucky in that like, once a series started to kind of give itself over more to like comedy, it worked better because it's like, it's very hard to like be like, Christ, there's a fucking in space one of them. That's number yeah. four, I think. Yeah, I think the in the hood is even crazier. Leprechaun literally gets blazed up with a bunch of fucking like gangster guys, and he's just kicking it with them. And you're like, what? I was trying to remember the rhyme there, but that thing is like, yeah, like once it like Leprechaun in the hood happened, that was kind of where they were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like they're just <laughs> like it was kind of like Brian and Chucky, where it was just like let's just lean into the comedy thing because yeah. it's it's just it's just easier at this point. Uh, next on your list. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Wes Craven piece of glory. That's my number seven as well, so that works out perfectly. I mean, I'll use a different one so to keep moving. But anyways, you go. Uh, yeah, no, like that to me is actually it's it's a masterpiece. It actually when I when I was in uh, film school, I actually wrote a uh, I wrote an essay about it, like basically like a thesis. And everyone just like everyone else picks like fucking like the obvious like Godfather, like whatever Citizen mm-hmm. Kane. And I did Nightmare on Elm Street because to me like. Not to say I don't I don't know if it's necessarily Wes Craven's best movie because I think that Scream also can, like has a run for its money, uh, but like it's honestly not a movie that I thought he had in him at that point. If you like, look at I mean, granted I was a child when I watched him, so it's whatever. But if you watch them now, it's like he did Last and Left, which is good, but it's such a weird fucking movie. Like it goes from like brutal to like really really like weirdly funny. Yeah. And it's like that he never understands like the balance of it, uh-huh. and then uh, that's the one where of, the girl gets raped and ki- and they think she's dead, and then she comes kills him. Uh, no, that's oh. she. They both die in the original. In the okay. remake, she's. Um, but yeah, no. Um, and then he did like house. Uh, sorry. Um. Uh, oh, that's I spit on your grave. Yes, that's a different movie. Got it. Uh, Hills Have Eyes, which is, they just leaned into the brutal. There's just no, there's, like, no levity to it. And then, um, like, but it's, like, that's still kind of whatever. And then he did um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and that's just a masterpiece. Like, the cast is perfect, the script is perfect. Like, it also introduced something that, like, it's it's still fucked with me. Like, I was always afraid of, like, Michael Myers and shit, but, like, it's even scarier when it's, like, Freddy, because it's just, like, he gets to you in your dreams. So, like, yeah. what the fuck do you do? Like, how do you stop him? Like, how do you, like, stay away from him? Like, you can't. You literally can't. And that thing is, like... And also, that was the movie where Freddy was legitimately scary. Because, like, as they went on, they made him more of a personality. Yeah. To the extent where Freddy's dead, where he's, like, literally kind of like Bugs Bunny. Which, in retrospect, I hate less. Because, like, when I first watched it, I hated it. Because I'm just, like, that's not even a fucking horror movie at this point. Yeah. And then I rewatched uh, the entire. There's one day I think it was last year where I watched the entire series in one day for some yeah. reason. And um, at least six is fun, where and entertaining, whereas five is almost unwatchable. Which so, one was like, that called? That's Dream Child. Got it. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's um, so bad. New Nightmare really was is. good too. I enjoyed. No, that I love the three that I think are the best are the original, new, uh, the original uh, Nightmare Three, The Dream Warriors, and New Nightmare. Okay. Um, but I think that the uh, original, it just hands head and shoulders. It, just, it literally is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's, and it's fucking time. thumbs up, hands uh, hands held high for Robert England just running that shit for t- like three decades. Yeah, he actually just recently said he wouldn't come back. He was just like, 
I'm too old at this point. He's just like, I can't <laughs> do like the things I need to do to do yeah. it justice. So he's Basically, like, I'm, all I'm, I can I'm, do is the voice, and even then, I have to keep it to a certain range. So uh, <laughs> we'll call it. We'll call it right here. Uh, all right. So then, to to just quickly get my next one out of the way, so we can move on to you, I would put in there Pet Cemetery. Uh, of all the Stephen King movies, it's not it's not my favorite as far as how as a film, obviously. Um, I, my favorite Stephen King thing ever is probably Green Mile, but uh, I'm just saying I, I love yes. that movie. Uh, I but, mean, uh, I mean, if I was gonna like, if I was gonna pick a Frank Darabont Stephen King adaptation, mm-hmm. that would be the third one that I would pick, and he did three. <laughs> so oh, like, okay. but he did. He did uh, Green Mile, he did Shawshank, and ah. he did um, The Mist. And if I had to pick, I would go Mist, Shawshank, Green Mile. Uh, I'd, go sh- I'd go Shawshank, Green Tide, and then, sure, The Mist. Uh, but anyways... Green Tide I- isn't, isn't the title of the film, but that's No, fine. Green Mile tied with Shawshank. <laughs> Just, no, John Coffey's not in, like, a fucking sex dungeon tied up with green <laughs> ribbons or anything. Although that's hot. Uh, it's a very simple premise, you know, hey... Don't do this. <gasps> but I have to do this. All right, you're all going to die. Cool. Uh, but as we've already said a few times, little people murdering each other or murdering all the f- people around them, terrifying to me. When big monsters, I'll at le- I think I even texted you this or something. I was like, I'll see you coming. But that little thing could be anywhere. And it, it just, it just get, the, the Achilles scene is the perfect example of that. Or when he goes to go into the attic and it comes out, just comes flying out of the, oh my gosh. But it's not like the best movie. It's definitely an honorable mention and I'll use it here. But uh, it, it spooked me good. It gave me, it's the jump scare. It wasn't like an ominous scare. It was a jump scare. Like, oh shit, that happened. Oh, okay. Now let's see where it goes. I don't know. When I saw it when I was a kid, it freaked me out. But as an adult, I don't think it holds up very well. Yeah. That's one of the ones that they wanted to remake. I'd be like, yeah, you, you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I just watched Maximum Overdrive for the first time last night. Oh, my goodness. Which, um, even Stephen King doesn't say positive things about it, so I shouldn't have been remotely surprised. Yeah. But it has a weird cult following, so I was just like, well, I'll check it out. It can't be that bad. It is that bad. It oh, is exactly that bad. That's it's the one really where the really vehicles bad. come alive and the goblin track, uh, track trailer just drives around. They all, yeah, it's 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 terrible. It's not a good film. Um, actually, Stephen King actually said like somebody I guess asked him what was the worst adaptation of his works, and he was like Maximum Overdrive. I was like, well, at least you talk shit about yourself. So yeah, that's, that's true. He's got it on lockdown. All right, what's your next one? Um, the next one would be actually we just talked about earlier, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Okay, which, all right, okay. That thing is funny. Like that movie, um, to like a punk rock kid, like. That was like finding the holy fucking grail because mm-hmm. um, when I I had seen the beginning of it when I was a little kid and it freaked me out so bad we had to turn it off. Um, but um, it ended up that like a lot of punk bands had been like covering it or using imagery from it. And then like they had finally released it on DVD. Like when it, I remember when it first came out, my brother bought it like right when it first came out. And um, I remember my family was going on like vacation. And um, so I, I remember everything about the first time I watched it. Like I, I was like, we, we have like an hour and a half to kill. So I was like, I'm just going to watch this movie because why the fuck not? And like, it was literally like a fucking religious experience because it's just like, holy fuck, like all this shit that I love in one place. Like, there's horror, there's punk rock, there's like punk rockers, like there's like the good guys are the and punk rockers. Like, there's boobies. No, 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 yes, trash is glorious. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, it was um, nice. It was nice. Okay. No, yeah, that definitely, that, no, that's definitely good stuff. I'm in no way, but like, it also just like, it nails. It's 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 my favorite zombie movie. Like I don't necessarily think it's the best zombie movie ever made. I think the best is probably the original Dawn of the Dead. 
Okay. But um, my favorite zombie movie because it actually like it's scary enough like when it wants to be, and then it can also do really really funny comedy shit. But it, like it it never lets you get comfortable with either. It always just switches and mm-hmm. like switch turns on a dime. It's just it's one of the most fun movies to watch. It's like I, I watch it. I still break it out like every couple of years. Usually either when it's like raining or something like that. I always fucking break it out. I just I just fucking love it so much. It's like it's it's. Whatever people thought like Walking Dead, I'm like, nah, motherfucker. To me, <laughs> zombies are fucking Return of the Living Dead. Like, it's like, even Romero to me isn't like, it it, it ain't right. <laughs> it yeah. has to be Return of the Living Dead or nothing. R- Romero is day of the or is uh, which one's he Romero? did night night, night. dawn day, uh, land of the dead, diary of the dead. Oh okay, yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah, that movie was good. We watched it together. Um, I don't remember it well enough, and I definitely need to watch it again. Uh, my number six, which from here on, honestly, from here on, like Patrick's system, really, it's hard to, except for the number one, it's hard to like justify giving it a number, but Cabin in the Woods. Yep. That's, uh, I, that's, one, of, I, that's one of my honorable mentions, but yes, that's one, that's um, one of my favorite the last couple of years. So that movie did, so, so obviously it's not the first horror comedy, but it did the, a hard switch between horror and comedy but not in a way that felt jolting. Because you can be like, show something really fucking scary and then make a joke, and you'd be like, that doesn't make sense. This manages to do that in the perfect sense. Like, you know, you're you're watching... So I'm not going to give you the whole premise, but you're watching them be, you know, like either attacked or murdered or hunted by these zombies. Uh, or don't they nope, call... No, no, no. Yeah, they call Zombie them. redneck torture family. There it is. And, uh, an elephant and elephant seal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're watching it and you're going, oh, holy shit, oh my god. And then it quick quick switch to the fucking people running this whole get up in the thing, making a joke, sipping their coffee and eating donuts. And normally any other person writing or directing that movie and it doesn't work, but it was perfect. And there's well, yeah, it was Joss fucking Whedon and yeah. one of his best pupils, Andrew Goddard. So it's, yeah, it was amazing. There's a lot of hilarity. The ending, I, I liked the, that it basically closed the loop because you know we've talked about this before. I, I like endings. I'm a big fan. I don't like trying to open things back up. And this basically put the stamp on, yeah, there's no way you can revisit this. Like, what would you do? Unless Joss Whedon comes up with a way, no one can revisit it. It's a perfect, like, one alone you can, like, non you can, non-franchise. You can do a prequel. <laughs> okay, yeah, you could do a prequel. That would work. But even then, that wouldn't interfere with the original at all. Like, sequels yeah. fuck with the originals. But a prequel, you can just be like, yeah, that didn't happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that thing is funny is, like, um, I remember uh, the whole thing with, like, uh, I guess it was, like, it was like, I think when they premiered the movie, somebody in the Q&A asked Drew Goddard if he was, like, working on if he if he was ever going to do a sequel to it. He's like, have you seen my film? <laughs> like, um, but the yeah, no, world like, actually, ends at the end. Like, what? I told people, like, when I first saw it, I was like, it is the only horror film I've ever seen, and I've seen many, that manages to simultaneously mock and celebrate every element of the horror genre, which is amazing. Like It, it, it seems impossible to do he, both. He could have made either film. He could have made the joke or cut that part of the cast. He could have made the Evil Dead-esque ripoff. And you have two great films, and he does them to, uh That movie, and it has Thor in it, which is so nice. Which really uh, got him the Thor part, actually. Is it really? Yeah, because apparently, because um, it basically it got made and it sat on the shelf for like three years. Okay. Um, and so basically until Chris, Chris Hemsworth got famous. But I guess basically what happened was, um, when because if you listen to the commentary, like basically like he, like for his like 
Thor, like, basically to get him the job, basically they sent him, they sent, like, the dailies from the movie. Oh, and they were like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> and so that's what got him the job. The thing that's funny is, like, um, it was, like, Joss and Drew did the commentary. And I guess uh, Joss was like, it's like, he's totally Captain America. Look at this guy. And then I guess Drew was like, no, nah, man, he's totally Thor. And then Joss chimes in and I'm like, I've never been so happy to be wrong in all my life. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say he would have been bad, but no, he's a perfect Thor. Um, so, yeah, check that movie out if you're into that sort of stuff. What's your next one? Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper, rest in peace. The original, um, the OG, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, um, the remake got good praise. The one no, I, I actually don't dislike the remake. When I first heard they were doing a remake, I'm like, why? Um, and that movie being as good as, or at least as watchable as it was, is the reason that Platinum Dunes was able to do all the shit they did for years to come after that, like mm. the Family Bill Horror and all the, all the other stuff they did, was because that movie was like, I mean, if you're expecting like a legitimately like good film, obviously it's not, but like it's still whatever. Whereas I think the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a legitimately really really well made film. Like it's it's really something where they like manage. Like the thing about the uh, remake is it's very slick and very polished, yeah. and like even though you make everything look like dirty and grimy, it still looks so pretty. Because so I've the, got the right one in my head. The original is the one that has the scene of the girl out front on the porch and Leatherface busts through the door, grabs her, and pulls her back in. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, well, okay. That, that wasn't the porch. I mean, that was like, well, yeah, oh, she's like porch. running away and then yeah. he grabs her. Like, he just like, a door opens, he hooks her and pulls her back in. But yeah, no, and he puts her on the meat hook. Um, yeah. oh, oh, God, meat hooks. But yeah, that movie is the reason to this day, like, I, I'm starting to get over it, but it took me a really long time where, like, I refused to go to, to, to Texas or the South in general because <laughs> of that fucking movie. Fuck the South. Uh, <laughs> um, because that movie, it really feels like a fucking documentary. Like, even though they, I mean, because they don't necessarily, like, tell you. I mean, there's always that whole thing where at the beginning of the movie and the end, like, the bookends of the movie with John Larry Roquette uh, doing the intro and the outro where, like, he does, like, the, where they present it as being, like, a true story. Yeah, but they never, the, like, like, found footage type stuff. Yeah, but they never actually, like, necessarily, like, it's exactly, it's never, like, found footage, though. It's always, like, it's clearly, like, a narrative film, but it feels yeah. so real. Because everything feels like you feel the heat watching it. Like you feel like everything about that movie. Like there's a texture to it that makes me uneasy in of itself. So like as soon as you throw like Leatherface and his horrible fucking redneck family into that scenario, uh, it just it's it's so it's it's brutal and wonderful and legitimately really well made. Yeah. No, I've I've seen that one a long time ago. I watched the remake and then I watched the remake remake, um, and they're all good. The newest one sucked, but they're all good. Uh, my next one is one that I had to edit into this list because when I made it, I hadn't seen it. Get Out. I told you the minute I saw it how much I loved it, and for the next two months, I was like, did you see it? But Patrick, did you go see it yet? Patrick, I really think you should go see it. Then you're like, I might go to the drive-in. I was like, go to the fucking drive-in! I was losing my face. Um, yes, the argument can be made it's not a true horror, yada, whatever, it's branded as horror, Jordan Peele says it's a horror movie. I'm rolling with it. Uh, it's ironic and touch at moments. It's funny at other moments. Not like horror comedy at all. It just has little lines like when the dad's like, you know, oh, I'd have voted for Obama a third term after lining that joke up. Like there's moments of, of brevity. But as a whole, it's... Uh, unnerving sounds a little too aggressive i don't want to say it's unnerving because you never at least for the first hour aren't like looking around your shoulders but you are unsettled you're like something's kind of fucked up and the trailers did a perfect job of not giving away the story the trailers was like oh shit this black guy gets tortured 
not necessarily. Like, that's that's really barely any of it. Um, so each thing was completely fresh. Uh, I thought the story was super original and super unique for anything I've ever seen. Maybe someone's done something like it. And it has, like, the biggest payoff at the end. So everyone wins against the bad guy, You for the most part. Not at always. Not, not always. He Which still bothers me a little bit. But, like, cause like, when I watched that movie the first time, I was like... Jordan Peele, you pussy. I no, was just like... See, see I liked <laughs> it, because, yes, the original, or the other ending he wanted to do is is more shocking and more, you know, true to maybe a horror film, and you're like, oh, fuck, he died. But... No, actually, that wasn't the ending. Actually, I think that that's the ending I would have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending that Jordan Peele shot, and it's actually on the uh, DVD and Blu-ray, uh-huh. um, is that it's basically the same, except for um, when uh, the cop car pulls up it's not his friend mm-hmm. so he ends up arrested in jail okay and the last thing you see is like is like him talking to him and like the, the, the two friends talking to other in jail and then like basically um the main character just being like i did it i stopped them and it's kind of going back to himself oh that's better that's but, like, so I much guess, better i guess what happened was basically like so much shit happened between when they shot that and when they were releasing it they were like People need a happier ending. Well, well so, yeah, so like, the entire movie is, for for as far as topical goes, it came out at, at a time, uh, kind of on the downswing, but at the peak of, uh, like, racial issues with black people being abused by, well, everyone, and uh, but mostly police. So I can get why they changed the ending. But So as I was saying, every movie, for the most part, the good guy either gets away or defeats the bad guy in some way. This one? No. He fucking takes them out in a hardcore... 10 to 15 minute just fucking slugfest of murdering white people. And it was glorious. You know, he, he rams the fucking deer's head with the antlers through the dead. And then she tries to bang the glass so he drops into the, what is it called? The below? What do they call it? Um, I don't talk about it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The thing that hypnotizes him. And, and he fucking knocks her out. And then he gets into a fight with the kid. And then they, oh my god. As far as payoffs go, because it's always cool to see them get away and the bad guy do the whole, like, Freddy doing his big dramatic thing or Mike Myers appearing to be dead or whatever. No, this one took it to the next level of just, like, no questions asked. He got the upper hand. And I like that. That was satisfying to me. The actual ending, I would have preferred the other way, but I'd still have the same point of him murdering everyone being awesome. Honestly, the movie I would have made would have... Because, like, it would have been... Granted, just because I it, okay, just because watching the movie, I was like, that's it feels like he should have been shot down, like just from like I I, I like both of the endings they shot, mm-hmm. and like I like I mean I'm like the way the movie ends is fine, but it just like I was like the movie you're making like it definitely feels like it should have ended more in a more fucked up manner, like where like yeah. good didn't prevail over evil, but I mean. As Jordan Peele said, and I understand, we're just like, evil has already prevailed so much that you kind of have to throw people a bone in fiction. You gotta gotta have a win somewhere. Exactly. Uh, So that's that's the only movie on my list. uh, Well, no, Cabin in the Woods, I guess, uh, from like the past fucking 15 years. So, uh, next. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, Well, crap, don't tell me his name. You're gonna tell me it now, but don't tell the me. Puzzle? It. I said. Well, we only had so much this, time on this podcast. Yeah, you, actually, you're right. We're at 50 minutes, so we got to get cooking. The thing is amazing. Talk about it. Um, fuck the fucking timer, like Jesus. 
No, um, wait, no, I'm not going to Halloween. The timer. It's a Halloween special. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> Halloween special. Um, but no, um, the thing is like, I remember when I first saw it as a kid, it's like this weird thing where like, it's not, it's not like outwardly necessarily scary that often, but it just, it gives you a sense of unease and like, like a, a sense of like, you can't trust anybody around you. That like that's the stuff that sticks with me more. Yeah. And, like the effects though are amazing, but like because like to this the day, stomach opening up, everything like Rob Poteen, um, his effects on that movie are the reason for like, the longest time I would point to like whenever I was like people were like you CGI, like, you need CGI. I'm like no, like that is proof you don't. He built all of that shit and it looks absolutely real. Mm-hmm. Like so, don't even fucking tell me you need CGI. Like you might want it, but you don't need it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the performances, obviously, like Kurt Russell was great, but literally all of them are great. Keith David's great. Like literally everybody in the movie is fantastic. And like just the tone of it where it's just like it's it never lets up, even though it does. It, it's not always like giving you big, like scare stuff, but it's always gives you a sense of unease and like that something bad will happen. It makes you second guess every happy, not happy, but every calm moment. You're like, eh, something's this isn't a calm moment. You're going to get me again, aren't you? Plus, it just, like, the whole thing of, like, it's the most nihilistic ending probably ever, where, like, literally, you have Kurt Russell's character and Keith David's character um, reuniting, and both hopes that the other is human, but also thinks the other might be the thing, uh-huh. and they just decide to sit there and drink until the fires go out, and they probably freeze to death. And, like... Hardcore. Just, Holy shit. Yeah. It's such a fucked up, like, ending, nihilistic ending, but it's so fucking perfect, because, like, what else are you going to do? Like, yeah. really, all you could have done in the, it's really the ending of this movie anyway is just to fucking take out the fucking uh, alien and try to keep it contained. And as long as you've done that, then you've done your job. And yeah. then now it's time to die, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all she wrote. Uh, holy shit, yeah, that's a heavy ending. Uh, I haven't... Did they, didn't they remake that movie very unsuccessfully? Yeah, I guess technically it's supposed to be like a sequel or prequel, I guess, because it takes place. Um, it's basically the, the Norwegian crew that the movie starts out. They find the Norwegian thing, uh-huh. the, the outpost. Um, but from what I understand, basically all the story beats are exactly the same. Oh, so, well, like, then what's the fucking point? Exactly. All right, that's fair. Uh, my next one, which would be my number five, which was Get Out. Oh wow, shit, we're already on our four. Okay, my number four is the it had the i can't rewatch this movie very successfully and it's jaws i know you I'm, don't aren't scared by it but you can appreciate it as what it oh, is i love it yeah, yeah it's oh my god it's <coughs> so good it's steven spielberg it's the it was the beginning of summer blockbusters it i to this day can't close my eyes in the shower because of jaws because the sensation of water just makes me go who's shark Oh, there's a fucking shark near me. I used to not be able to sit on the toilet without doing the occasional check between my legs. I couldn't shower by myself. I couldn't swim in a pool by myself. If there was... Someone had to be in the water with me. Not just near me. Like, yeah, we're just up on the deck kicking it and I'm at my uncle's house. No, you get in this fucking pool or I'm getting out because I can't be in this water. I, to this day, I'm just accentuating how much of a pussy I can be. I can't open... Or I can't swim underwater with my eyes closed. Anywhere. I don't care what it does to my eyes. I can't do it. I freak the fuck out because all I picture 
Have you seen the thing on Facebook going around with the interactive touchscreen display and the guys over there like touching it and there's great white sharks swimming by and then the one comes and hits the glass and cracks the glass and the guy goes flying? It's it's just a goofy... That visual plays in my mind anytime I close my eyes. You know when he's chumming the water and Bruce comes up? Anytime I... Oh, I can't look at their face. It scares me so... I hate sharks, but I love that movie. It's so well made. There's such good dialogue. The effects are perfect, and they're low-key enough. I really like the mystery of a bad guy, which is why I like Michael Myers so much as well. I like the mystery of them being just there, but not sure where. Uh, well, you know that it was that was like that wasn't on purpose. Right? No, no, <laughs> yeah, because the, the shark kept malfunctioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, care, dude. It made gold. No, totally. That's the thing is like the thing is funny. I saw it when I was like six. Everybody's talking like it's like oh you can't possibly watch it. You'll be so freaked out. You'll never go in the water. Blah blah. blah. And I watched it. It was with me, my brother, and two of my cousins. And I was just like, when it was done, I'm like, that's it. Like seriously, <laughs> like that scared you fucking people. Like were things different ten years yeah. ago? Were people like easier to frighten? I don't really understand what's happening. Dude, like, which yes, they were because Psycho isn't that that scary at all to me. And that was that sent people on the floor, but. To be clear, it's not all shark movies, because I've watched plenty of shark movies, and but you know I'm scared because of the shark. But the movie, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, like for example, a terrible one that I love, Deep Water or Deep Blue Water, Deep Blue Sea, Deep Blue Sea. Deep there Blue it is. Sea. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, no, not no. It doesn't like yeah, sure. A shark pops up, and I'm like, oh fucking Jaws. Oh no, it's not Jaws because I'm watching Deep Blue Sea. Okay, it's specifically Jaws and that mechanical shark named Bruce. That will not let me... My, my nightmares... So, I have a bunch of reoccurring nightmares that I'll, I'll continue to talk about as we record episodes in the future. But one of them is wherever I am starts filling up with water. Water, water, water. And eventually I'm completely underwater in the blue open ocean. I can breathe, apparently, which is cool. Sure, I got superpowers. But there's, like, roughly 100 sharks swimming around me just kind of not paying attention to me. And I lose my shit. Like, I wake up... You described the film Open Water. You literally described that film. Oh, my God. And they're not even paying no never mind. It's not like I get attacked or nothing. It's just seeing them around me is one of the worst nightmares ever. Fuck Jaws, but don't, because I like it. One thing is funny. Like, when I first... Yeah, because when I saw it, I was sick. That's why I didn't see it again until I was an adult. And I happened to buy the $5 bin. Nice. Um, And I didn't watch it for years. I just kind of bought it because it was cheap. And then, like, um, one day, I was just randomly like, well, why not? And I threw it on, and I was like, oh, it's basically a Kevin Smith movie. Like, it's all fucking, like, dialogue. It's, like, he, whatever. It's, it's like, his it's just, favorite movie as well, so it works. Yeah, I was like, it's just, like, funny, like, interactions. I was like, oh, okay, now I get what you like. It's, it's, it's well made. It's not scary, but it's well made. Like, the oh, only it's... thing that, like, freaks me out is the very, very end when uh, Quint gets eaten by the shark because Robert Shaw's performance is so good, and they actually give you blood in that spot. Yeah. So it's like, it yeah. freaked me out enough that I'm like, I don't like it. That was literally <laughs> it. <laughs> no, that part when when Richard Dreyfus gets out of the tank and just swims down, I was like, "Oh god, it's going to get him." Oh, it's going to get him, but it doesn't. Spoiler alert. Uh oh god, that movie chills down. I just thinking about it. Like I can feel a shark biting me right now and I'm really uncomfortable. Uh moving on. Um my number 3, I guess, is uh Friday 13th Part 6 Jason Lives which some people might be freaked out that I didn't pick, like, the first one or, like, whatever. My favorite is Jason Lee. Yeah, Lins. one I watched or two, that. but... I've watched six, I think, more times than any slasher movie ever, probably, except for maybe Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like, it's endlessly rewatchable. It's also, I, I actually posited a theory when I was in film school where basically, like, Jason Lives' existence opened the door for Scream. Because if you watch Jason Lives, it's very tongue-in-cheek, and they do, like, make set, like references to, like, the fucking, like, that it's a horror movie and, like, references about horror movies. Yeah. So basically, it kind of, like, it, it opened that door a little bit for Scream to, like, kick it in, like, ten years later. Uh-huh. But, um, but yeah, it's my favorite portrayal of Jason because everybody, like, fucking goes to Kane Otter, and that's fine. Um, but to me, like, that one is pretty much perfect. That was also the start of Zombie Jason, which is, like, the best Jason which is, in my it, mind. Yeah, Can't Die Jason. It's, it's like, ultimate well, It's basically warrior. the movie. The whole thing is, basically, the whole thing is that, basically, um, it's, it was, the guy who directed it, um, he was basically trying to make a Hammer film, essentially. He basically, that was what he was most influenced by. Um, like, the 70s Hammer, Hammer film, which I actually watched, like, around, like, when I, when I was in film school. And, like, they're really good. Like, basically, it's, like, gothic horror, like, just in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically, they literally, basically, the way they bring Jason back to life is literally Frankenstein. Like, he basically, he plunges this metal thing into him, lightning strikes, and Jason's back. And then, from that point forward, that's why Jason doesn't go down, because Jason was yeah. dead, and you brought him back to life. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's phenomenal. It has um, Tommy Jarvis, who is... By far, it's a it's my favorite Tommy Jarvis because the first two appearances of Tommy Jarvis were um, Corey Feldman, who was fine, but um, <laughs> it's Corey but, Feldman. Uh, <laughs> Tom Matthews of uh, Return of the Living Dead is fantastic. Um, probably they'd actually just put him in um, the Thirteenth Game, where I guess um, supposedly it's a great are, game. Yeah, apparently his stats are maxed, and basically he's the only one that can actually kill Jason. That's awesome. Because um, he's the one who comes basically closest. Because like yeah. it's like in uh, four, he's the one that does kill Jason. Like he puts a fucking machete in his head and he slides down the fucking hill. Yeah. Um, and he's the one that brings him back, but then he fucking buries him at the bottom of Crystal Lake. Yeah. So it's like Tommy Jarvis is my favorite uh, like person to fight Jason. I mean, really, I will say that was the thing that like the Friday Thirteenth did. Like it's like. He was really the only one that was like a recurring character. I guess also the girl from the first one, whose name I forget, but she was only in the first two. Um, whereas Tommy was in three of the th- three of them, mm-hmm. um, and then like uh, I mean, I guess Lori from Halloween, but like that's most of that was in retrospect. It was like there was two in like the seventies and eighties, yeah, and then nothing for until like ninety eight when yeah. the, like, Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee Curtis came back for H two O, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh no, I love H2O. I think H2O is awesome. Um, but yeah, like it's just I there's nothing about the movie I don't like. I think it's almost in a lot of ways the perfect slasher film. Like yeah. if I was going to show somebody a slasher film the first time, I would show them that film. Which moves into my favorite slasher film, which should be on your list, or at least an honorable mention. Halloween. That's my number one, you motherfucker. Oh god, that movie's so good. It's Go so good. Cancer, Kevin. Oh, it's get such all of the bowl cancer. dude. All right, so a terrifying look, just that white mask. Oh my god. B amazing actress of Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's coming back for the next Halloween, which we'll see what happens. C the dude can't be killed, but he can, but he can't be killed. D boobies again, always nice. E am I on E? A B C D E E. It 
makes so i so jason's badass for like you said zombie jason fucker can do anything in any he can pick up a house and throw it on you not literally but i'm just saying like there's no limits really to what you can do with jason whereas mike myers is basically a specter to me he's like a ghost you know fucking you go and hide in a closet that you're sure you saw him walking from somewhere else and yet he's behind you but not in like a crazy way where he broke through something he's just there Oh God! When you oh. called him Mike Myers, it just reminds me of Baby Driver. Like, is it? Have oh. you seen Baby Driver yet? I have not. I want to though. I heard good things. Well, there's a whole sequence where basically, like, um, they're told to get uh, Michael Myers Halloween get-ups for the heist, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy throws the masks, and they're all Austin Powers masks, <laughs> and like uh, Jimmy Fox's character is like it's supposed to be Michael Myers. Like, this is Mike Myers. <laughs> it's like no, the killer dude from Halloween. It's like like oh you mean jason no (laughs) (laughs) okay i know the difference between them but uh yeah it's john carpenter's best film in my opinion oh Uh, definitely probably in anyone's opinion uh i mean the thing i think is a better film but i think uh halloween is a stronger film okay that's fair uh and it a more effective film that's what i was just about to say so I get scared, as I've said, by most things. By almost, you know what, by everything. I get scared by everything, except for real life shit. Like like when we're walking through New York City at 11 o'clock at night, and I'm just like, hey, anybody got, you know, I got a $100 bill just floating on my back pocket. Like, that doesn't scare me. I'm not fucking worried about real life stuff. Leave my doors unlocked, I don't give a shit. But for some reason, when you enter this bullshit imagination world, sends me sideways. I don't know what that says about me. Uh... Halloween had the, as far as slasher film go, because the next one is more scary to me, as far as slasher films go, had the biggest effect on me long-term, kind of like Jaws. Fair enough. I mean, for me, like, Halloween is A, a masterpiece, but B, like, it freaked me out so bad that, like, that, like, I actually told this to somebody recently, where I was, like, I was legitimately afraid of Michael Myers, and I wasn't, like, a small child. Like, I was, like, 13. I was, like, I was, like, one time, like, I was, my friend June lived at the top of the hill and I lived at the bottom of the hill and so I always walked to his house and one night I somehow like I was just like singing the Halloween theme and I became convinced that Jason or that Michael Myers was behind me and so I ran or something going on around me I'm not 100% sure (laughs) I ran inside I put like my dresser over my door like I was like Michael Myers coming to kill me so they were prepared alright we we (laughs) talked about this on uh, another podcast where I asked you the question what's the scariest scene in the movie to me or to you there's a ton of them for me. Ton of them. The scariest move from Halloween is not one that most people would pick. The very first fucking time you see him as a grown-up, when Jamie Lee Curtis looks out the window, he's standing by the fucking tree, she turns, looks back, and he's gone. That's not the first time you see him as an adult. Oh, <laughs> first time oh, you see him as an adult is the mental ward. Oh, okay, yes. That's true. When the first <laughs> time they interact, sorry. Okay, fine. And it's not even scary. He's just looking at her, and she's just like, "That's fucking weird." And then she lures around, and all of a sudden, he's gone. Most likely, he just did a little body roll and's behind the tree. But we don't look into the details. Uh, I, that set up the feel of him being anywhere and nowhere at the same time. That just set up that kind of like, I don't know what's going on. Ah, oh, sent me sideways. Yeah, no. Jason's my favorite slasher, but Michael Myers to me is the one that fucked me up most. Yeah, because like he was legitimately like basically Jason. If you don't fuck with him like you don't go to crystal lake or anything and you don't try to like fuck anybody there or do any drugs there yeah, don't go have some sex there and you're good <clears throat> he's not gonna do anything to you unless you unless you've moved him 
Like that's the only, the only times that you see him kill people outside of Crystal Lake is the movies where they moved him away. Yeah. Other than that, he's more than happy to stay in his fucking yeah. area, and as long Leave as you don't alone, fuck with him, he won't fuck with you. <laughs> he's basically like a bear. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Michael Myers is just like pure malevolence. Like even though like I, I it's still it's funny because I think it's <laughs> like the whole thing with like the sequel where like um they developed the whole thing of uh uh Jimmy the Curse character Laurie Strode being his sister. Uh, and yeah. like that they developed throughout the other ones where basically her daughter was Jamie Lloyd. That's why he was going for her. Like, this whole family bullshit was literally John Carpenter admitted was just something that he basically like they, they gave him money to write part two. And he was like, how the fuck do I make a part two? He's just <laughs> like, so I guess every night he would sit down his typewriter with a six pack of beer <laughs> and be like, that's how you drinking. do it. Just start drinking until an idea came to him. And I guess he was just like, it's his sister. And then he's like, I'm like, you are drunk, sir. Go to bed. Like, if I had been there. But wait, um, it makes perfect sense. But yeah, no. The like, third one won't even have him. Yeah, fucking, anyways. Uh, no, I, well, I, I still think the, the third one's actually underrated. I mean, everyone hates it because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. But I'm just like, so just if you call it anything else, else yeah, just yeah, call exactly. It just name fine. it something different, but. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a it's 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 a true masterpiece. Not even of the genre. Like it's a true masterpiece. Period. Like it's yeah. like, as I said, I think the thing is a better movie overall. But like Halloween is untouchable in terms of like it's the best horror movie ever in my opinion. Yeah, best definitely the best slasher movie ever for me. Oh, it's the best horror movie ever. I just can't yeah. call it that anymore because you're an asshole. Yeah, that's right. You can't. Uh, All right, find something to fill a spot. I already did. But go fuck yourself. It's your um. The number two one uh, isn't, I guess, pure horror, but, like, it's monsters, and it's part of why I grew up. You love monsters. Um, The Lost Boys. Ah, I'm surprised that wasn't, like, organically on your list. No, it was. No, 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 it was. I'm I'm, I'm not doing number one yet, asshole. Oh, you're replaced. Got it, got it. I thought you, okay, yep, 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 Lost Boys, got it. No, yeah. Uh, Because Lost Boys, to me, is, like, one of the best movies. Okay. It's not necessarily. It's the reason that to this day, whenever people are like talking about, like, talk about Joel Schumacher, I'm like, what the fuck are we in the Lost Boys? So fuck off. <laughs> like, it's just like. He can do no wrong. It's. Well, I'm just. No, he can definitely do wrong. Like, Batman and Robin is a piece of shit. Oh, but that's him. That's right. I will and forgive because the Lost Boys exists and the Lost Boys is fucking perfect. Like, it was phenomenally shot. It was phenomenally acted. Like, literally, there's nothing bad to say about that movie. Like, Everything that Joss ended up using on Buffy to, like, great effect all kind of started in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, like, the whole, like... I mean, it wasn't obviously the first movie that mixed, like, horror and comedy, but it was, like, one of the better ones to try. Because it just, like... It manages to, like, play with your expectations of, like, what vampires are and aren't, what they can and can't do in really interesting ways. And, like, everybody, everybody in the movie is, like, endearing. Like, I mean, I, for the longest time... I wanted to grow my hair out and be David from Lost Boys for Halloween, but I don't have the patience to grow my hair out. Do it. Well, not this year. Next year. I don't have the patience. It just won't work. Um, Because I hate my hair. Even this length, I hate. I'm just waiting until I can shave it for the Halloween party on Saturday. I hate your Uh, shaved head. Just let's put it on the record one more time. I I don't care. I hate it so much. Continue. I don't don't care. Um, But yeah, Lost Boys is just, it's... To me, not only the best vampire movie I ever made, it's, like, one of the best, like, definitely one of the best movies of the 80s. I would say it's, like, one of the best, like, horror, anything in the horror genre. Like, it's just, it's, it, I, I love it so much. It's just, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's close to perfect in terms of, like, 
execution and fun and just it's just it's so good i love it so much i have nothing bad i can ever say about it you and my mom would get along great because she loves that movie she loves that well she loves vampires like if i had to say what her favorite horror uh like genre or uh item or whatever is it's vampires across the board she loves she watched that dumbass movie interview of a vampire or whatever it's called so many times growing up Ugh. But anyways. Thing, actually, you mentioning that is actually perfect. Cause, like that's actually the thing that's like I think it's because I saw it at such a young age that it stuck with me. That's the reason I never liked the uh, Anne Rice um, interview the vampire like kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Is like I don't like vampires. They're like oh the pain of being undead. <laughs> like I love the Lost Boys vampires where just like live all day, like live forever, sleep all day, party all night. Like it's fucking wonderful. All you do. Is rip apart the occasional biker gang, and you're all set. Like, <laughs> and you just keep on trucking. Exactly. I can like, get that appeal, yeah. That definitely makes you want to be a vampire. Like, everything else is always just like, again, like the Anne Rice bullshit, or just like, oh, the pain of being undead. Like, being undead seems fucking awesome The Lost Boys. I'm gonna, I would rather go with that. <laughs> yeah, but that's only if you're with The Lost Boys. It's gotta be the right atmosphere. I don't think that's true. I feel like if you're smart, that's just your take on You could be vampire. Eddie Murphy's <laughs> vampire. Oh, Vampire in Brooklyn. That was yeah. Wes Craven, and that's we don't think we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We just talk about my number two is so good. It's The Exorcist. Uh, it's you know it, it, any list you look up online about movies to watch, or horror movies to watch, or what had big effects, or you know, oh, they, you won't believe these movies had people passing out in the theater, and then The Exorcist is up there. Like it was so visceral at the time that it came out. I wish I had been around. No, you know what? I don't because the first time I watched this movie, I was like. I don't know, like 12. And me and my buddy decided it was a good idea to stay up till 1 a.m. and watch it on Cinemax. And we're just little babies. We're just little sweet kids. So staying up that late was like a treat. Stayed up, started it. I fell asleep uh, for uh, almost immediately because, God, the start is so slow. Uh, but for good reason. I wake up to her bed going ape shit. And I'm like, what the f- what's happening? And Ryan's like, oh, this stuff's happening. Like, he doesn't get scared by anything. He's one of those guys. We're watching it. Okay, this is pretty ominous. She's in the hospital. Shit's happening. I'm kind of dozing in and out because it, it, it slows down again. Again, for good reason. Like, if you watch this awake, it's awesome. And then she does the first voice the first time she starts talking like that devil guy up in there. Oh, buddy, I started losing it. Like, li- so... Every time I got scared, I had Mama there. I would turn over, roll into her arms, and just say, Mom, this movie's good. Yeah, you watch it, and I'll just stay here with you. And I had comfort. Ryan's a fucking asshole. So I'm... Patrick, I'm not exaggerating. I'm screaming and punching and kicking him, trying to get a hold of the remote to change it. I could not, for the life of me, handle my reaction. I was crying. I was, like, red in the face, like, please change it. And he wouldn't do it. And then the movie would slow down to where they're out talking about her or something. And she comes down those stairs backwards with her head all a dangle. I, yeah, I, I, I did not handle my emotions properly. Like I said, Jaws, I had Mama there. I was terrified, but I had Mom. Halloween, she was right there. Cutting the tendon. Mom, I'm just going to hide my right in your arms and you just hold me. Ryan? doing the fucking Malcolm from from Clockwork Orange, holding my face open, making me watch it. Oh, God, I could not. I could. I have never reacted that way about anything, and I was bawling like a bitch. <laughs> well, I think it's funny. You mentioned that because um, 
I the first time I watched it, um, it was I I fell asleep and like that's why I was like this is supposed to be scary like I I, flew, I like I was yeah. great today it was like five in the morning my brother and I were watching it huh. it was like it was like four thirty five in the morning um so I was pretty tired anyway but like it was also just a matter of just like I didn't it was not interesting to me at all it it wasn't until years later that I watched it again I'm like oh this is really good it's not scary but it's really good mm-hmm. um it's funny though because like usually it it should scare me because like the thing I was gonna say is like you were like how you wished you were in those times like I remember when I first saw Paranormal Activity. I was with my brother, and it was, to date, the most scary I've ever been watching a movie in my entire life. Like, yeah. literally, the, the hair in the back of my neck stood up, which I didn't think was a real thing. I thought that was, like, something that people just said, but it actually happened. Like, I literally, like, I was so freaked out. I was I would, didn't want to leave the theater. Once we got in the car, I didn't want to leave the car. Like, once <laughs> we got home, I turned on every light in my apartment and, like, sat in the living room on my laptop until, like, I felt, until I passed out. My brother was like, are you afraid of your room? Like... I'm not on trial here. <laughs> Leave <laughs> me out of this, all right? Um, but yeah, like actually, just never freaked me out. But now, like looking back on it, like it was a really cool and in fact, it was really well made. But b yeah. the fact that William Friedkin, right after he won an Oscar for The French Connection, the first fucking movie he does, the horror movie, that, that's fucking cool. Yeah, he. Uh, I went to a book sale in like 2011, and found William Peter Blatty's on the bookshelf for 50 cents, The Exorcist. And I was like, this was at a time when I wasn't really into reading. Like, I was like, I was just like, you know. (laughs) Books are for losers. Yeah, yeah. Scrubs. (laughs) Uh, So I like put it off and I was like, whatever. So I I bought it for 50 cents because I I liked the movie. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Went camping with my buddy. Uh, He had me read uh, World War Z while we were camping. This was the first book I actually like, like read read like you know not for school not for this fucking it talks about the person i like yada yada it was just i wanted to read it so we're camping i'm reading more was it gets me all jazzed up by the way one of my favorite books i get home and i'm just in that zone once you get once you read through a book quickly you want to kind of keep going uh so i I grabbed it and i was like sure i read it (sighs) okay so I'm an advocate for watching the movie first when possible because the book's almost always better and it gives you a good like uh, vision for the shit that you have trouble making up in your head when you start a book. You have to kind of build a world for some that it doesn't do. There's certain authors who are great at it, and then there's others who aren't. So anyways, reading the book, it got to the point. So in the movie, they're like five-minute conversations. In the book, they're like 30-page conversations with the devil. I would read a chapter, put the book down, I'd have to go to the bathroom, to paint a picture bedroom was all the way on the end of the house we lived in like a trailer-esque it was the first uh like standalone apartment me and my wife had ever rented back when we were poor well still are but whatever all the way on the end you walk out the door and there's a hallway straight all the way down and you it's like a shotgun style you see the living room you see the kitchen and to your left is the bathroom i she had to walk me the turn it wasn't even a fucking, like, five or six steps. It was a just a turn. Just walk out the door and turn in there. Because looking down that black hallway unsettled me in such a way. The book is... I Fuck horror movies. Read that book during the day with plenty of people around. Read that book and tell me you're not shook in some way, shape, or form. Like, oh, That movie... And then the movie, I feel, did it... I did it justice. It, it did everything the book did really well, and it missed a few. Like I said, the, the conversations could have been longer, but in a movie that could have gotten kind of 
dry. Uh, whereas well, that's in, the whole thing. Is like yeah. I, there's actually like a, a thing that Brian Bendis did about his experience, like when he was first trying to go to Hollywood and like get screenplays made. Mm-hmm. And I guess somebody was just like, "Okay, you see all this dialogue? This has to come out." They're just like, <laughs> "Watch a movie and see how little they actually talk." Yeah. And he's just like, "Yeah, good call. All right." He's, he's like, he went home and watched movies. He's like, "Yep, there's not as much dialogue in this." Yeah, it's I, like I the, it's, it's, it's the Watchmen discussion. You have books for all the text. You have. Uh, movies for all the visuals and you have comics for the middle it's it's it makes sense but yeah that that oh yeah okay so you're number one uh my number one you already did because you're a piece of shit i just know Uh, it's it's halloween um my replacement for it is um the original stream just because yeah you do that was that really kind of when it came out i think i was like uh 12 maybe i can't remember how old i was i was pretty young and like I watched a lot of horror when I was little, um, because basically, like, um, my friend Luke, like, my parents wouldn't let me watch anything that was R-rated, except for, like, my dad would let me watch action movies, which is, I still don't understand, I'm like, Robocop is gorier than most fucking horror films, or whatever. Um, yep. But, um... He gets all sorts of shredded. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, so, like, I watched, like, stuff either at my friend's house, or they would just explain to me what happened in the movie, and I would make it up in my head, which... I think it backfired on my parents because it made my imagination is so much worse than I could ever anyone anyone could ever make a movie as bad as what I pictured in my head. Um, but like um, I had kind of I don't I hadn't really watched that much horror in a while, and then like I remember the day that Scream was coming out like on video, um, it was the last day of school and like me I think it was just me um, like bombed down the movie theater or not the movie theater uh, the video store to like get it like right when the fucking place opened. And, like, there was the other kids that were, like, competing with me for it. I'm like, I'll kill these motherfuckers. Like, I, don't know, I, was, like, I was just like, I need to see this fucking movie. And, like, oh, no, it was me, my friend Allman, and I can't remember if Leonidas was there. He might have been. Um, but we ended up uh, renting it, taking it back to my house, and we watched it, like, just, like, as soon as we walked in the door, it was in the, the player. And, like, it was, again, it was, like, it was almost like when I watched uh, Kevin in the Woods the first time, except for it was even pure, because, like, I didn't know all I know about films. It was just kind of, like holy crap, they made a movie about all the movies that I've watched. Like, I was just like, it's like all those guys are basically older versions of me. Like, it's just like, this is fucking weird and awesome. I love this. So it's like, even though I never, I was never like scared by it. That's why I thought it was funny when people were just like, how how terrifying the open scene is and all that shit. I was like, I never was scared by it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, It takes a lot to scare me. Um, But like, but yeah, like that movie, like it, that summer, I watched it like over and over and over and over and over and over. I think I watched it that summer like thirty six times, something like. That's maybe too many more times, that. man. That's way it too could many be even times. more. It could. It was all. It was almost every day for two months, so it was probably actually closer to like fifty. But um, but yeah, I would watch it all the time because it was it just resonated with me on a very deep level, mm-hmm. and like it's a movie to this day. Like it's like I always revisit just because it's just like it's almost the same reason that you watch like. I talked about it before, like Quentin Tarantino and talked about like um the reason that he watches like uh Days Confused every year. It basically like these characters are my friends. Like I, I go and visit my friends. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. We're just like I I want to see these people again. Like I want to see them exist. Like mm-hmm. I want I want to I want to see this. And like plus I love that costume. Um It's like it's actually, one of the most iconic looks in And it wasn't even meant to be, I think it's funny. I remember when it first came out, like it was just like you could get that costume anywhere. Like it, was, yeah. it was like a cheap ass costume, and then later it became like an expensive costume because everybody wanted it. Yeah, fuck them. Um, but yeah, I actually got one, and there was like right. It was, there was one night, like my friend Jen 
used to um she was constantly alone at night her mom worked nights so basically she would always and she was always scared so she would have me come over and bring over movies and like she didn't like horror so i would constantly bring horror and like um we'd watch scream and i freaked her out whatever and then like um she really wanted to be part of the group like with uh me and the song records and fisher and uh my brother and like we were like i for a long time i was just like nah like whatever and then I was just like, one night we were all bored. It was me and the Zombrecher brothers. And it was just like, oh, hey, you want to go like initiate Jen into the group? I have an idea. So this is what we did was we walked down to her house because none of us had cars. We were too young. Um, I had the Scream costume in my hand. Um, I was like, what we're going to do is uh, Ben's going to call her on the phone and just be Ben. Like he's going to like yeah. talk, whatever. Uh, but while it's happening, Matt's going to be basically rustling the bushes, like, tapping on windows, like, whatever, like, get that fucking fear level high. And I was like, I guarantee Ben, she will not go to, she will go to me. <laughs> and at that point, I will call, and I say, I'm on my way. Then, literally, after that, you'll creak again, she'll, like, start to poke her head outside, I'll burst through the door and scare the shit out of her. It went, like, clockwork. To this day, I've never seen somebody's eyes get as big <laughs> as that. Like, she literally, I thought, literally had a heart attack. Like, she literally, like, her eyes, like, bulbs out of her fucking skull, and she, like, screamed and, like, fell against, like, the washer and dryer that, like, cool. right over the door. And I had to pull off the mask and be like, you're okay, it's okay, it's all right, whatever. <laughs> um, and she's like, and then, like, once she calmed down, she's like, well, I have to go tell all my neighbors I've been raped and murdered. Just give me a second. Let <laughs> <laughs> me just give them a quick shout-out. Nope, not raped. Still good, guys. But thanks. <laughs> But yeah, like, because that was the, to date one of the, like, the most fun experiences of my life. It was horrible, but it was really funny. Yeah, no, it was an asshole thing, but that's what you do when you're a kid. What do, what do you want from me? Uh, all right. My number one, definitely not the scariest movie on my list, not even the most, like, ominous or eerie or off-putting, but it's my favorite... It's fucking... It's bad to say it's my favorite story. It's not, like, a good reflection of who... I don't, I don't identify with any of the characters. I'm just saying Silence of the Lambs is it's it's probably like my second favorite third sorry sorry third because i know my first two it's probably my third favorite movie of all time across any specter of uh spectrum of of whatever you're talking about there so it it's it's hannibal lecter is fucking amazing they keep it really low-key with how graphic it is and it's mostly just like it's it's a crime drama it's a crime drama at first and you're just like this is intense then it takes a hard left turn real hard and he starts cutting faces off and hanging bodies and buffalo bill's penis is tucked between his legs and she goes down i i just love how it unfolds i never feel bored it's one of those movies where even though i obviously know everything that's gonna happen i still feel surprised by the not twists, but by the developments, I'm still, like, intrigued every time. I'm sure you have movies that are like that, where I'm just like, oh, wow, oh, that's right, that is what happened. I just watched this two days ago, but that, I forgot, because I was so invested in seeing how this went. Uh, and then, obviously, one of the best portrayals of a horror villain of all time with Anthony Hopkins. I still say, like, because I think it's funny, is, like, um, my favorite Hannibal Lecter movie is the one that nobody remembers, which is Manhunter. Was I was just on, listening to a podcast and they were talking about it and I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's to, to date my favorite Hannibal Lecter movie. But like nobody remembers it because it wasn't part of the whole Anthony Hopkins as yeah. Hannibal Lecter oeuvre. Because um, I think it's funny. It's like, I remember when that came out, I was a little kid and I saw it and I was just like, 
Come here, Twinkle. This is, it literally right. was like it was like uh, Homer Simpson when like there's an episode of The Simpsons where like he would like go over <laughs> like walk over the TV and just like punch it on top of it like be more funny. <laughs> like it was like when I was watching, I'm like, this must be scary. Like this isn't scary at all. Like I, I, this is not. And I was a child and I wasn't frightened by it. Like it's it's and then as an adult, I still I, I remember if you I don't know if you remember. Um, we went to Insomnia and that's the only movie to date that I've ever oh, fallen asleep. Hell yeah. It's the only movie in Somnia I've ever fallen asleep. I remember you like went to say something to me at one point, and it woke me up, and I was like, yes, I am perfectly <laughs> cogent. I was not unconscious. Like, that was not a thing. Because uh, it's a movie uh, that I can, like, look at. It's basically all of Jonathan Demme's work, where it's like, I can look at it and see it's phenomenally well made. Like, it's it's technically sound as fuck, but I don't feel anything. Like, I yeah. don't get connected to it in any way. So it's like, okay, like, the good performance, like, this is really well, like, well, well directed, like, perfect, like, whatever. I'm just like, but I feel nothing. Like, it's just like... Uh, I have the opposite. Well, no, yeah. I still think it's really well made. I don't have the entire opposite, but as far as emotional reaction goes, I'm always fully invested in it every single time. It just that was gets it was me. funny. I, mean, I, I, re- I reread the. I actually I read the book in high school. I was just like, oh, why not? Why not? And like, so I picked it up, and I was like, oh, this book is awesome. Let me rewatch the movie. I'm like, nope, still don't like this. This uh, is still not uh, yeah, I. I bought the book at the same, not the same time, but at the same book sale that we uh, that I got The Exorcist at. It was in Ithaca, and every six months they would do a library clean out, so I bought it there. I also bought Hannibal, which I never got around to read, but I don't care. Uh, it's it. I can't express it. It's 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 on par with my love for Con Air as far as not being able to explain why I feel the way I do. Like sure. Well, it's different than Conair because this one actually like won awards and got a lot of critical praise. Conair did too, but uh, as far as praise went, but it was just kind of like, hey, it's a good '90s action flick. Go check it out. This was like, this is a fucking great movie. But I can't explain my emotions. It's not like I don't have any ties to it. I didn't watch it with any person. I didn't like. I've never been raped by a guy named Buffalo. It's not. There's nothing like that. I just, for some reason, it just ticks every box I need, and I fucking love it. I love it. I love it. But uh, no, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I will say though, if you haven't checked out the Hannibal TV show, you should. I've heard because that things. is, and it's almost like they made amazing. a TV show out of Manhunter, and it's glorious. And what's his name? Uh, something Mickle Mick Mickle, <laughs> Mad Mickelson. Mad Mickelson. Uh, he's amazing in everything he's ever done. So I really want to watch that movie with him, where he's like an old like Viking, and there's like no words. It's just him murdering people. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I have to look it up, though. Yeah, it's like four hours long, and there's like two lines of dialogue in the whole thing. It's really weird, or maybe none. Um, but anyways, yeah, special Halloween spectacular top ten favorite horror movie list, and I'm sure we knocked off a ton of people's favorite horror movies. So let's jump right into our games and get this gravy train rolling. Does that sound like a deal? Sure. <laughs> Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> it's all about the game, and how you play it, all about control, and if you can take it, all about yourself. Let's start it off hard. Real fucking hard. No, flaccid, between the legs. Who's who? Hannibal, Buffalo Bill. Oh god! I guess I'm <laughs> Hannibal and you're Buffalo Bill. You motherfucker! You just wanted to be Hannibal, but no, no I that makes no, the no, most I, sense. I, I don't really like the yeah. I say I don't really like the character that much. I just you know the two of us like that makes the most sense to me. Where it's just like, 
you're definitely the Buffalo Bill, and I'm definitely Hannibal. Because I mean, like, I have similar thought processes to Hannibal, and like, huh? I said process I. I mean, plus also, like, I am. I've said before, and I will say again. I'm open to any and all meats, including human, if if it was offered to me. So why not, uh, give, it a, why not give it a try? I feel you. I feel you. And I've always dreamed of what it'd be like to make a suit out of not necessarily human skin. I just meant in general. I'm interested in the clothing industry. So sure, I'm not in. No, I'm not interested in the clothing industry. Oh, that was just for comedy. Anyways, <laughs> who's who? Stu and Billy from Scream. I mean, this was mine, you asshole. Yeah, I have um, to ask it. I was looking for answers or questions. I would. You look more like Billy, but you act more like Stu, so I would be Stu Billy. Stu is Shaggy from Scooby Doo. We can just call him Matthew Lillard, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> Stu is the one of those guys who dies in Thirteen Ghosts. Or we can call him Matthew Lillard. That's also fine. <laughs> I like that movie. It's not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I remember it, it being okay, but I haven't seen it in a long time. It spooked time. me. But anyways, um, I mean, yeah, we're going off personality, so I'll take I'll take Stu. I yeah, get I that. Say, I'm definitely the more calculating and probably the more, like, you would totally, basically, if you look at that movie, it's basically, clearly it's all Billy's idea. It's uh-huh. just, like, Stu is going along with it because, like, it's it's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. It's something his friend wants to do. If there is ever a more, like, apt one of, like, who's who, like, it's clearly, that's clearly the setup. I'll roll with it. I do like doing what my friends like doing, so. That's my point, yes. That's legit. Uh, and last one, who's who? Chucky and the Leprechaun. That's again mine, but um, so you you really did almost nothing yourself here. All right, that's fine. I did the who's uh, would win in a fight. I asked for your help on the who's who's. I would definitely say that I am Chucky and you're definitely Leprechaun, um, because you're easily distracted. Fair. Um, <laughs> that's fair. you're like you're fun loving. That's uh, fair. I like I can see you hanging out in the ghetto smoking weed with random dudes. <laughs> That's fair. No, these are all good points. I'm not going to dispute any of these. And it's like I am somebody who would be shot dead by a cop and like try to put my soul into a doll so I continue to live. Like also I fair. would try to put the soul the, my soul into whatever being I could just to like continue living my life and preferably killing people. Yeah. Like Plus, I'm very angry a lot of the time, so is Chucky. <laughs> the only flip I would do there, because I agree, I th- I'm definitely the lepre- leprechaun, and you're definitely Chucky, but I would be Chucky for the sake of uh, it's not so much a reason behind it, it's just fun to do, and that's kind of how I do a lot of things. It's just fun to do. I don't give a fuck the consequences. And, and on the flip, I would give you leprechaun because uh, your obsession over your goals... I'm obsessive over the dumbest little shit, but when you have something in your life that you need or want, it's you're gonna get it. Uh, and he very clearly is a passionate individual. So that's all I'm saying. You'd slice a fat dude's tummy if you needed to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's all <laughs> I'm so saying. so with Chucky, so... <laughs> yeah, but Chucky would just more do it because, like, fuck you, why'd you mess with me? Whereas Leprechaun's like, no, that's mine, I'm taking it back. So I don't know. In fairness, many of Chucky's murders had a point. Like in the first movie, they were mostly revenge. But like as they went on, it was more to like to to, to accomplish his goals. <laughs> He's a classic Chuckster. But yeah, I'll take the Leprechaun. I like that. Don't fuck with the Chuck. Is that what they say? And then I think the second movie. Yeah. yeah. Classic. All right. Who would win in a fight again? Halloween themed. The Pet Cemetery Kid versus the Leprechaun. Um. I mean. 
They're both like almost impossible to kill. I guess no, you could, you could totally kill like because the kid, it's just the demon inhabiting his body, but his body is still organic. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like, not like in some way, like if he got shot through the heart, the demon would still be able to operate the body. I don't think you. I mean, I think if you cut off that kid's head, the, the demon would, wouldn't be able to do anything. Okay, at that point. Like, okay, that's like, fair. I was, I did not think about that. That's on me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely see the leprechaun. The leprechaun, you can't really kill. Like even like. The best you can really do is put him back in a box and put a friendly clover on top of it. That's all you need to do, though. Uh, yeah, the kid, you just kick back into the street. Be like, hey, remember how you died the first time? And then he's done. So, that's fair. Uh, who would win in a fight? They both have the maximum capabilities of what they're, they have at hand. Freddy Krueger versus Pinhead, a.k.a. the, the Cenobite. Um... So if if Freddy has his dream demon powers, I feel like he would probably. I mean, it's yeah, saying, like Pinhead has got his hell powers. I'm saying he's he's like a lord of hell, but at the same time, I'm like, do those outweigh Freddy's cool dream demon powers? Where you hey man, you get one of those really dope deals where you get to make a comic book based off of these characters, so you get to choose which do you think? No, I'm it, saying I definitely would say Freddy, just because I mean, like by virtue of the fact that like. Freddy always like because basically he controls the environment, so he has like you can you could have things like Nightmare Four where like he basically puts a girl into a fucking roach motel and turns her into a roach and just like it's like he can fucking do whatever he wants like okay. so it's like the only limits are his imagination so like how would you be the guy that had those like it's like if if you're saying they're both in like, the same plane of existence and they both have like all of their power set then I feel like you can't beat Freddy in that scenario. Okay, I'll take it. The only upside I would give to um, to Pinhead is that potentially the powers of hell beat the powers of imagination if you wanted to get all corny with it. But even then, then it would become like a cancel out and it would become a fist fight and that's obviously Freddy. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I definitely say Freddy. Unless <laughs> Pinhead just walks around headbutting him trying to wave that pinny head around just freaking well the pins pinball. go inward so i, mean, I don't know if it would it, it would just it probably just hurt him which would make Damn. him happy because he wants that but that's true fuck so maybe he would just like maybe he wouldn't even fight he'd just be like yes yeah, stomp on my balls kick me in the kick me in the groin do it do it and then he'd like be pushing pins into himself and just getting off freddie would be having Kevin. a good freddie would be getting off too he'd be having a good old time with that he likes hurting people he'd be like oh yeah how's that make you feel look at me no look away look away and then boom they're both having good times um i said at the beginning of this and i'll say it again you need to see a therapist i'm but, just yeah. if you look at the big picture and last but not least who wins in a fight now hold on think about this one the exorcist versus rosemary's baby so wait you're saying The Exorcist or Pazuzu from The Exorcist? I'm saying Pazuzu possessing Reagan. Okay, so that's what you need to say, because The Exorcist is Father Marin. Okay, and... no. <laughs> yeah, Father Karis versus Father Marion. <laughs> it's Karis because he's younger. Come on. I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah, so Pazuzu versus the Antichrist? Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, we never really get to see the full extent of the, the Antichrist's powers, but I mean... I would say the Antichrist by virtue of the fact that he doesn't have to inhabit any other bodies. Like, he can just fucking... He's, he just, he's the Antichrist. He's, like, in charge of demons. Like, he's, like, the prince uh, of hell. So, that's like... That's true. 
But is it is so Pazuzu? Is he just an? I I always got fucking lost in the lore. Is he just another demon who just happens to show up, or is there a reason? As far as I know, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I didn't know if he was like fucking. I never read the book. You the did. The devils. I mean, I, it does. It just keep. It doesn't focus on Pazuzu that much. Um, I didn't know if he was like you know Lucifer's right hand man or something. I I didn't fucking pay attention enough apparently. Uh, all right. Well, but what about? <laughs> The baby with the little red, black, little black nails versus Reagan <laughs> as the Exorcist, as as the as the Pazuzu. Wait, the little bit baby, the little black nails. The fuck yeah, you talking about? so not the Antichrist, like Rosemary's baby, the actual baby at the very end of the movie, isn't he born? Yeah, but he's a, yeah. he's the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, but he's still just a baby. How much Antichrist is he versus Reagan, who's like a ten-year-old girl possessed by? Oh, okay. So you're saying like the actual moment of birth baby versus a like 12 year old child yes well then yes obviously a 12 year old child can't really defend itself so <laughs> yeah that's yes. true i didn't know if the antichrist just came out the womb slinging sick rhymes and was just ready to go i like to picture him as a rapper don't take this from me he comes out and instead of killing and murdering souls he rap battles them and if you lose you fall through a portal to hell weird <laughs> could you take him could you handle him in a rap battle? Probably not. Nah, me either. I'm not very good off the on the spot. I can write dope ass lyrics, but I can't freestyle, Pat. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, I'll work on it. Uh, but nonetheless, this has been a super special, spectacular episode of our Halloween spectacular. A man the machine. You got anything to add? Anything fun coming up? Um, not that I can recall. I just, I'm just buying comic books. That's all. If you want me to talk about comic books for another hour, we'll start another one. No, I got to get ready for bed. But the next just, just, episode, just, just to note, it is 7:20 p.m. Just yeah, note I, that. Ha- I wake up at four in the morning, and then I go to the gym, get my pump on, then I practice my freestyle rhymes. No, I don't do that. But I do go to the gym and then go to work by six. I'm at, I'm at my desk at work by six o'clock in the morning. And I make bank, yo. No, I don't. But I will one day, and when I am, oh, best believe I'm going to hate my life. So, <laughs> this has been Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.